So you just came back from the movies. Talk to yes. me. In. Listen. So <laughs> I get that. I love the movie. I love the movie first and foremost. Mm-hmm. It was everything. Um, but I get in there, and I honestly thought I was going to have the theater all to myself because it's a Tuesday, but apparently the theater runs a Tuesday special, so everybody had the same idea. So um, I'm sitting in there, and it's a bunch of white people, and I was like, Lord, they're going to ruin my experience. But, mm-hmm. no, it was another black guy in there, so the opening credits is rolling, and that song um, was Stay yeah. With Girl, me and him was in there bopping. <laughs> and the white people were just sitting there all stiff. <laughs> What's the name of the song, though? Um, I think it's called Stay Woke. Let me... Um, oh, okay. Because yeah, I saw it. The first time I heard it was on that... Uh, some boys did the Chuck E. Cheese Challenge or something. Oh, Lord. Never heard of and that. Lip syncing to it. And I was like, wow, this song goes... Yes. And then I never knew what the name of it was, but I always heard it. But, yeah, I was I at think the beginning of the bottom. Yes. So, mm-hmm. um, um, the, what is it? So, we see Chris, um, oh, it's, is it called Big Little Lies? No, that's not it. So, we see Chris getting, you know, getting ready for his boo to show up. Um, and she's, you know, at the donut shop, the bakery, whatever, coming through. So, she knocks on the door. And um, this time I knew it was going to be some fuckery because um, she was, when she was laying on the couch talking to him, when she was holding the dog, and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was packing. He was He was standing in front of his bed packing his suitcase. And she came over and she got on on his bed in her outside clothes. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, this finna be some fuckery. I can't I can't trust nobody who wear their outside clothes on their bed. So that's very black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, what what is, what are you thinking? What, where did you grow up at? We don't do that. You don't you don't wear your outside clothes on your bed. That's just mm-hmm. no. So um, then. They um, cut to them driving to um, to her parents' house or whatever, and her name is Rose. Um, and they okay. This is my favorite part. Not my favorite part, but my favorite person is Rod from TSA. Uh, I, yes. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like my this Rod. is Let my cousin. I'm my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Rod is that nigga on campus that knows where to get all the best greenery, knows yes. what parties to go to, like just looking out for you. But he got yes. terrible ideas, so you take it with He's like salt. the best guy ever. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like he really be knowing his shit, but people don't take him serious because it's always, it's always cushioned with jokes. But he really right. be dead ass serious. He's that guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So Chris is on the phone like you shouldn't go like don't go out there with no white folks like you just should not be doing that and so um but um chris or rod said that but chris uh chris hung up on him because he wasn't trying to hear it because you know he's all in love with the white girl and then um they hit a deer and they're stop stop bitch we oh we are recording girl never mind go ahead Oh, are we? I was about to be mad. 
Oh, okay, girl, we are. Okay, I didn't pull the okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm not editing this out. They're going to keep this in. I'm not editing that out. So, um, <laughs> it's real life. <laughs> so, um, they hit a deer and they pull over to the side of the road or whatever, and they call the police. The police come, and um, the police is talking to her, and then he asks for the black guy's ID. Chris asks for his ID. Chris gives it up with no hesitation because, as you know, as a black person, that's just what you do. You know, when you get pulled over, license, registration, where are you going? That's what that's what they do. So, um, hold on real quick. Did you jump at that deer? When the yes, I did. Well, I did like a little. (gasps) Yeah, because I'm I'm not a. Yeah, that that got me, and I was like, ooh. That, if that's not a sign. You're good. You're good. Yes. He, did, he did a good job of those. But I will say yes. that because most of the time I did. He really did. I, like he guard. I was like, because um, this isn't my first like horror movie or whatever, but um, it's not my first movie, period. But I'm just like, the music in itself was very well placed. Like, the, it, it really... I felt something for each for each scene that had like different music or whatever. It re- it was like, oh my gosh, like the the anticipation is building, or oh my god, nigga, you better get the fuck out of here type situation. So I mm-hmm. I really like how he placed his music. Um, so Chris was like, you know, it's no biggie. I'll just give up my ID. But the girl is like, no, uh, you know, that's some that's some bullshit. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, she a writer or whatever. Like she, she's for the culture. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, bitch, no, she's still a white girl. You can't trust them hoes. And so I was like, mm-hmm, let me watch her. Enough during that scene, I was like, bitch, shut up. Because I was right, like, right, because you finna get him killed. Right, and I see if I see interesting how that was my reaction to it. Mm-hmm. But I guess in front of me when I went to see it on Saturday. They kind of were like, but of course they turned around saying that because I was like, oh, oh, uh. <laughs> I, I, I watched the movie as if I were in my living room. I, I gave it the full black experience and I was vocal during it. It was just certain things that I just be like, you know, like, girl, like, what? No. And like, if I saw bullshit, I would suck my teeth at it, like, because I want everybody to know. Now, I did a whole lot of sucking my teeth. I did. Yeah, and I was doing a whole lot of. And I was doing a whole lot of. Mm. <laughs> so I was. Mm. So and it was. So let me tell you a bit about my experience real quick. I dropped the little one off to get her hair done. Mm-hmm. Off the hairdresser, um, who also her niece is my daughter's little BFF. So I got to leave over for a little bit. I go to the movies and I go see it. So where we go, you have to, um, when you buy your ticket, you buy your seat, then you right. sign. Yeah. So I went, right the seat. I found this little seat on the end, but it was like one left. The movie was basically like sold out, but it wasn't in the front row. So I was like, bong, like, you know, good seat. So I go. Mm-hmm. One of like, you know, to myself, like, who's going to sit next to me? Because I know it's sold. And here comes this black lady with a jury curl girl. And I was yeah. like, oh, it. I was like, this could go either way. Right. But, um, 
when them, when them credits started, and she pulled out the sandwich and the paper <laughs> and the whole happened. Girl, she had a Subway sandwich. I looked at her. I was like, you got a Subway. She said, mm-hmm, I got steak and cheese. You want to have? I said, oh, girl. I love her. She gave me her other half of steak and cheese. Girl, uh, we was in there. That is so nice cheese. of her. Her black lady, and I didn't see her with the lights on in the theater because I was waiting to see, like, a, sh- a flash of gold tooth. Because I was like, honey, you got on the black jacket <laughs> with the black purse and the jerry shirt. Honey, she looked like she just did third shift or some shit, and she just, you know, got her free little weekend and you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. her bad ass being into the movies. I was like, okay, this cause at first, I was like, this could go either way with her. She could either be real uptight or, you know, but. When she put up the sandwich, honey, it was golden. It was like this is the blackest yeah. moment I had in a while. Percy. Sis, for me, I really wanted to go back and watch it again for the subtlety of it all because there's yeah. a lot of layers to it. But the it first opening scene with um, Darius from ATL when he was walking down the street and he oh. was like, he called, you know, my folk around here. Like, and he was just kind of like talking to himself like, okay, not going there. Like oh fuck this shit. But tell me you don't ever have that. But that that's a feeling. I know I've had that feeling walking in a in a all white neighborhood. Like oh lord, they probably looking at me. They probably think I'm a steal. They probably think I'm a cut up. They probably think I'm a yell and scream. Like you know what I mean. Like they probably think I'm casing their neighborhood. Like this is a feeling that I have had. Numerous times, times. waiting for the police to jump out. Like, mm-hmm. like, just let mm-hmm. me make it home. Just let me make it to my my car. Right. Like, like just, that's all I want to do. And it's it's wow because I was like, oh lord, like I could feel it. Like it was very tense. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, yeah. like, and I think maybe that may have been symbolic that it was a white Porsche that showed up. Like, oh. I mean, I I just was just look. I was high, but I was just looking at it. And so <laughs> I just liked that about it, but immediately from out the break, I never liked the girlfriend. And it's just funny how, and I, and I, and I noticed this, with a lot of black men, um, they like to talk about their freedom and how free they are, and how they, you know, in white society, they feel free. And, like, you know, mm-hmm. the reasons why they don't deal with black people is because it's too oppressing, or black people know how to act, and it's, you know, that and that. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, I don't know, it's like, I, I'm wondering if Chris sometimes would reassure her, like, oh, no, everything's fine, everything's fine. Like, who was conditioning who or who was, you know, in a way, kind of like, okay, maybe this is, maybe I'm overthinking it. Yeah, because I didn't get that feeling from Chris. Like, I didn't get the typical I'm a black man that dates white women vibe. I got the feeling of, like, yeah, I date date white girls, but I'm not about that bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, that's Mm -hmm. what I got from him. Right, right, right. So, like he was very self aware of everything. Right, right. And so he was just like, you know, he's enjoying himself, everything's fine. And this is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I want and I felt I kinda of caught myself really 
looking at her when she responded to be like, okay, she looks truthful. Or she looks like, like, okay, like, you know, when they're talking about stuff, and she's like, okay, let's just put it all over the table. And she's right. like, let's just, let's, just, let's just talk it out or whatever. Like, let's, you know, no, let's go there. You know, because, like, he would say something, and she's like, well, if you think, you know, like, well, let's just go there. And she was always like, you know, but it seemed like maybe she was reassuring him or I guess not, like, sometimes saying, like, you know, like, like sometimes how, you know, it goes, like, you can see that that's not what it was. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like a reverse psychology where she was just like, oh, let's talk it out and get it out right. there. So she could be like, you know, like, oh, my dad let us go to bottom three times. That part. I that part. I was like, oh, so here we go with the white girl who thinks she's not racist, but she really is racist, and her family is super racist. And I, I just have time for that today. Looking, yeah, I just kept looking. clues. <laughs> Yeah, the, I think I was too. Like, I already had mm-hmm. a feeling that she was involved because, mm-hmm. so here's my whole thing about white, younger women who date, or girls who date black men. I always feel like they're doing it because they have something to prove to their fathers. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was constantly looking for, like, okay, what does she have to do with this? Mm-hmm. Like, what is her what is her part in it? Because she definitely can't be trusted. Like, I just don't. She can't be trusted. Hmm. (laughs) I think, yeah, because I think that, like, when, like, and then how, like, um, in the beginning, I think they really, you know, presented, like, you know, as a normal couple, you know, Mm -hmm. really getting to know each other and, you know, kind of, uh, enjoying themselves, and Rod, you know, like, hey, this is my laughable friend, ha-ha, and, you know, Rod was just like, you know, it's so funny, because this is what it made me think of, how Rod was just like, yeah, like, you know, you can't, you know, trust the white people and stuff, mm-hmm. and how back in the day, like, if anything happened bad to my cousin and he had a white girlfriend, my grandmama really would be like, you know, if we give fuck them white girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel like every little black boy got that got that don't fuck with snow bunnies talk. Like I feel like that was a common theme growing up for little mm-hmm. black boys. Like them little them it little is. white girls gonna get you caught up. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because in my family it just so happened. Like if you went to jail or anything, I mean anything. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. their whole thing was like, that's not what you were raised to do. Like, you weren't on that path. Like, you right. know, <laughs> and you jumping out there trying to do what they do because for those reasons, mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. do what they do and trying to keep up with them, and you can't do it. It's not the same. Oh, so, God, that sounds like a talk that I, you can't do what your little white friends do. <laughs> honey. Uh, you do. You, that's what you're told. Yes. <laughs> Every black parent has told this to their child. Every black person yes. has repeated it to another black person. Like, mm-hmm. if you're ready to go off the deep end at work, somebody's always going to remind you, like, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> Somebody's well, going like, back, like, oh, whoa, oh, oh. whoa. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That's just, you true. Know. So it just kind of, re- like, Roger seemed like that was his role. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to t- to talk that sense to him before he left. And, right. He was the um, savior. Love the fact that he was the savior. 
he was a savior. You're absolutely right. He mm-hmm. was your song savior, Rod. You're right. <laughs> so when you so, when we meet the family, what did you think? Um, typical white family. Um, mm-hmm. to me, um, it was mm-hmm. a typical white family. Now, um, so my one of my bestest friends who I end up I'll say I end up I ended up in a situation with her is white. And mm-hmm. I would go over her house, um, uh, and while her family was super nice to me, so she's bi as well. And so mm-hmm. while her family was super nice to me and at this time we weren't um in a situation, we were strictly like best friends. Um and she ended up getting pregnant by a black guy. And I saw how different they were when it came to him versus me. And it just was icky feeling. Because uh, I knew it was it was race-driven. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And, like, they would have visitors over at the house. And their thing is, oh, let's go see her mixed baby. You know, that would be like oh, the first thing they would bring yeah. up, right? And so I was, so I got that same feeling watching this movie, like, like oh, on the outside they seem that like they're cool with black people, but deep down inside they are racist. They just they just don't want you to know. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. behind the scenes probably are Trump supporters. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. typical you can't trust a white person a type like that that's just how it's just icky feeling like you just don't you don't know where you actually stand with them but you know you can't trust them right right this is just an uncertainty right yeah and that was the thing the whole time watching it i did feel a little uncertain and mm-hmm. I, I was going back and forth watching it like okay like looking for mannerisms i'm looking for things that they say i'm i'm, I'm I'm extra vigilant. You know what I mean? Like right. just watching them and digesting mm-hmm. it all and the whole scene. Mm-hmm. And it unfolded and everything about it at the same time was very familiar. Mm-hmm. Very, very. And when he started talking, really? so when they told him that they hit the deer and he started going on this rant about, now this is where I thought he was going. So I have this right. love-hate relationship with deers. You know, out here, they we in the country, they populate everything. So I, right. So I'm like, okay, while I like deers, they're cute and whatnot. They do have mm-hmm. to be hunted. I am very pro hunting when it comes to deers because they can they tend to overpopulate and when that happens they run Before out in the road thing. it's more yeah it's more accidents they're everywhere so i thought he was going that route when this nigga started going on the route of they need to be killed and mm-hmm. you know when i see him on the side of the road i say somebody did the job for me like the mm-hmm. you could have taken the word deer and replaced it with mm-hmm. black people and it would have sounded, Jeez. you know what I mean? Anybody, it would have flowed. Anybody, gays, anybody. Right. And that's how it is. And the thing about it is it's, like, symbolic to, like, if you're in a room with white people and they start making Asian jokes. And they right. kind of look at you like, ha-ha, Asian joke. And it's like, whoa, you know, like, if you can make an Asian joke, 
you can make you a black probably joke. Probably make a black joke. You probably do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was really icky. Just you know, yeah. and then he did that. You know, I would have voted for Obama a third term. It's like, why mm-hmm. is that your go-to? Like, why do you feel comfortable? telling me that like you don't even know if I voted for him you know what I mean you just correlate the fact that he's black and I'm black and that's built on racism like it's just it's just uneasy it's just I'm now I'm on my on the edge of my seat you know what I mean like it's just real uncomfortable and you could see that and he even made faces when these people are talking like okay mm-hmm. <laughs> like this this is really yeah. this is racist but he was prepared for it because he told yeah. her in the beginning like hey did you tell your parents i was black and she was like no like how would that even come up and first off you know it would have come up it, it comes up you know what i mean it's just mm-hmm. it's just it's, you know what i mean like you show your your, your family pictures or you know just the way you talk about their mannerisms or anything, it's going to come up. And the fact that it didn't, or she claims that it didn't, it's just like, okay, that's weird. Why wouldn't you tell your family? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. let's stop acting like we're so post-racism. We're not. So let's just stop acting like you're so far removed from it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so. And it was... It... <laughs> I don't know. It's something about the way they just, you know, presented it as just very liberal. It was. It was too much. Despite was all of that, you still, just, it was still unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's, it's like that white person that you just, again, it's like you're doing too. Okay, like I told you, I think I told you about how. I feel like white people at this point are going out of their way to prove to me that they're not racist. Like they go out of their way to speak to me. They go out of their way to hold doors for me. And it's like, y'all weren't doing this at first. So it felt like he was going out of his way to prove that he wasn't racist when in actuality you're shining a light on your racism. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of that stems from guilt because you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to hold the door for me if you didn't vote for Trump. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, yeah. So, um, so that happened. Um, and then he met, he met the groundskeeper. Well, he didn't meet the groundskeeper, but he saw the groundskeeper, and he met Georgina. Um, what do you think of Georgina when you saw her? So, I was like, I guess I already, I already knew she was hypnotized from the commercials. Um. So there is a scene where um he she had unplugged his cell phone and mm-hmm. he told Rose and I guess Rose went and told um and told um Georgina and then Georgina comes in to talk to speak to him about it she's explaining yeah. the story and he said to her I'm just uncomfortable around white people and she you saw the struggle on her face and mm-hmm. she, tears started rolling from her eyes, and I was like, "Oh my God, she's trying to break through. Like she's trying to get she. The real Georgina mm-hmm. is trying to come out and, right. and and acknowledge what he's saying and agree with him and like warn him that you know, hey, something is going on. So I mm-hmm. like I felt for Georgina, but in the beginning, I was like, this is she's mad weird. Like why is she looking yeah. at herself in the in the window? Like this doesn't 
this is real awkward. I I didn't mm. understand that part until the end. Uh, it made sense, but it was just like she's she was creepy. Yeah, they're very 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 creepy. The groundskeeper and Georgina, and the thing about it was when you met them. In I well I'm not saying this top, but I speak for myself. I instantly wanted to know more. I was like, okay. Right. Like, what's their story? What's the deal with them? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, how the fact they're like, I mean, I know how it looks. We're white with two, you know, black servants, blah, blah, blah. Like, I assure you, you know, right. mom and dad love them so much. And it was just kind of like my negative. I asked that. Right. <laughs> so but the other thing that I found interesting is, when he met the brother? I just could not understand why he was such. I still don't have words for him. Go ahead. Like, what is wrong with the brother? I don't right. <laughs> so you know how, like, in a typical, in a typical horror movie, right, you may have, say you have a family, and the majority of the family may be the crazy psycho killer people. And then you have that one person in the family who isn't, but there's nothing they can do about it. So they just sit back and watch. I thought he was that person. The brother? Yes, I did. I thought, I thought in a psycho, yeah, in a psycho demented way, I thought it was his way of like trying to scare him off to like leave. If that makes sense. Um, okay, I see what you're saying. For me, no. I thought, <laughs> I thought he was coked out. Like, he's sitting at the dinner table getting slizzard. I was like, is he on drugs? <clears throat> right, he and was then, an alcoholic. And then I thought it was interesting that he instantly seemed to have sized Chris up. Like, right. Yeah, like, you know, you noticed his physique, and it was kind of a thing. Like, I guess I'm assuming this is, you know, this probably is at the root of um, young white male's fascination with black men, but also their resentment yes. and at the same time. Yes, because they have to prove that they can outrun or outsmart or out whatever what, you know, black men are. I'm going to just say it. Black men are awesome, and they excel in a lot of areas, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. white men don't, and I think they they automatically size black men up, or they try to uh, make themselves look bigger to make black men, um, you know, to, to, to make it seem like they're bigger, they're smarter, they're out whatever the black man is, to make them lower themselves. Does that make sense? Um, in a way, I get it. I get it. It's just it was something about how he was approaching him, and mm-hmm. I've never been a black man, so I don't think I'm I'm going to be able to articulate this. Right. So I wouldn't say that. And now you're right. And I'm speaking outside of the whole. I can't really say for sure, but yeah. Yeah, it's like from what I from what I observed. Um, right. It's just like it was. There was something there. There was a layer there to him sizing him up, 
and mm-hmm. I felt like he sized them up, and I felt like he was trying to um, just, I couldn't tell if he was trying to bait him into aggression, similarly mm-hmm. to, like, how, you know, um, cops say, oh, he was aggressive, he came toward me, like, yeah. they will bait you, and then you yeah. react, and it's, oh, my gosh, he, like, I, there was a yeah, lot of like, that. calm down, why are you, why are you being so aggressive, and you're like, I'm not aggressive, though. Stop telling me I'm aggressive Mm -hmm. to the point where you start getting aggressive because this person is telling you to calm down. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's like, shut the hell up. But he actually played it well, I think. He was just like, no. He did. He set that boundary. Like, no, I don't want to play with you. Right. Like, like, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? And so I Mm -hmm. I like that. I really did enjoy that. There were a lot of things. I was like, and you notice, like, he put his hand on him directly, like, stop. And that's something that in, you know, in regular society, you would not have that opportunity Mm -hmm. or would not play out the way it did at the dinner table. Right. And at home for the moment. So it was, it was, again, it was fucking layered. Oh, my God. So layered. It was. It was. uh... When, okay, really quickly, I was scared when the gardener was running at night. I was like, the what the night. fuck is he running for? And I was like, move, nigga, move. <laughs> and I still don't know what he was running for. Oh, like, um, okay, so, like, in the end, when they were talking about, like, the physique and taking care of yourself and you can run full throttle and stuff and all that. Wait, what? Oh. Did I miss a part? <laughs> it's gonna. It, we're gonna get into it in the end. We're gonna get to it in the okay. end. Okay. Okay. So this. I was just like, okay, like move, nigga. Like, why are you just standing there? But right. If I see somebody charging my way, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm. So I already know what type of person I am. You know, there's the um flight or flight, flight or fight mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. fright. Um, I am a flight. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell you the story how I know because there was a Halloween time and we were out trick or treating. It was me, my mm-hmm. daughter, and my ex, and we're out trick or treating. And we go up to this house. She's on the porch. I'm on the sidewalk. <laughs> my ex is like closer to the street. And out of nowhere, this man comes with the little. He has on a Jason mask and he has the little chainsaw thing. And it's like he's revving it up, right? I mm-hmm. bolt across like I. <laughs> ran full force. I didn't think about kids. I didn't think about nobody. I just ran. Like, my ex had to stop me. Like, my ex had to grab me mid-street. Like, I was, I took the hell off. And so, afterwards, I felt so bad because I'm like, oh, my fucking God, I left my kid. Like, I left her there to die. I am a horrible parent. (laughs) Because my kid is a fright. So, when she gets scared, she she freezes. So right, right. So I was like, oh my goodness. So that's how I know. Like in that situation, I would have taken the fuck off. Why are you running for me? Like that, because that's what it looked like. He was running straight toward him. So I'm not gonna sit here and just watch you charge it. Like, I would have. I don't know. I would have really got in position to maneuver. I probably would have tried to tackle. Him. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I was really 
like just standing there watching them come toward me. I really, yeah, I was trying to figure out which way to move, like juke left, right, like, you know, I forgot in my stance, like, fuck it. Like, what you trying yeah, to do? I would have ran my ass in that house. <laughs> no, but it just, it just helped me how he just <laughs> He did. Was, it was so. <laughs> I was like, this nigga can't be from the hood. He just can't be from the hood. Like, why is he just standing here? What is he doing? <laughs> oh, the Lord. And so, but then, I, and, and by that time, you saw him, or you seen him in a number of shots, and he had never once spoke. So right. I was trying to figure out, like, you know, like what's his deal? Mm-hmm. And without him saying a word, I kind of still didn't know. So I was just like, you know, like, you need to watch him, too. Or, like, mm-hmm. what's his deal? I was very curious. And so... um I had a feeling, something told me the way the mom reacted about the cigarettes that... Oh, this is um, the part that bothered me. Yeah. It, everything about it was problematic in the sense that, you know, he didn't want to be hypnotized. She did it anyway, you know. Wait, just, well, he, she did not even ask him. She right. did it without mm-hmm. even... She didn't say, hey... I want to hypnotize you to help you stop smoking cigarettes. She just automatically started doing it. And this is what white Mm -hmm. people do all the fucking time. They automatically Mm -hmm. invade your space or do things or touch Mm -hmm. you or, you know, put their hands on things that don't belong to them without your permission. Mm -hmm. And then when you bark at them for invading your space, they act like they don't know what they did wrong. I was so offended at this part because this this happens Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly, and it just a lot of it was, and then the way she where she put him in, in the hole in the sunken place, and think, mm-hmm. I was like, hold the fuck up, bitch! Like, whoa, like this is a violation. Right, like she violated his mind, and in yes. a way, it's like that's kind of like what it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you're putting me somewhere. I have no control. It's like if I get aggressive and you call the police or you take it and I have no control because the white judge is going to just uphold whatever the fuck the white lawyer just said. You know what I mean? Yeah. From the white it's a mind fuck. It's a mind. They, they, it's white people be out here mind fucking people. Mm-hmm. This whole country's a mind fuck. Living here is a yeah. mind fuck. I just don't blame. Like, and who's to say that people don't have PTSD? Right. I, I, I would beg to, 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 to agree that we all have PTSD. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a social... Yeah, yeah it's... it's mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. It's triggering. Oh. Tell, me, tell me when you're driving in your car and the police ride behind you, you know you ain't do nothing, mm-hmm. but a police mm-hmm. ride behind me, tell me you don't start sweating and you don't get scared and you start checking yourself and you start slowing down yep. and you start making sure everything in your car is situated. Mm-hmm. You probably ain't never drove with weed in your car ever in your life, but you start thinking, who been in my car? Could they have dropped something? Is something in here that shouldn't be? Because you triggered. Because you have PTSD. That shit is scary. The point is, you've seen it enough yeah. to know what's going to happen. Like, you don't even have like, you don't even, your mind doesn't even have to wander. Like, you know, it's like, like a, it just, like, we are training and it's just fucked up. And I just hated yeah. it. I did it. And I was pissed. 
And mm-hmm. uh, it just, it just, it's like, you know what? Yeah, he smoked or whatever, and yeah, it's a bad habit, but I was like, get off that man's dick. Right. You know? It's not and, so long. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And they impose their will on us at will. Mhm. And yeah, like all of that. Like it just it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was it made me uncomfortable and angry and and furious and enraged and I just when he was sinking, I felt like I was sinking for a minute. Yeah. And um when he woke up the next day, I was like, wow, that was that was pretty fucking trippy. You know, mm-hmm. like as as horror movies go, I love horror movies. Um, I think, I, you know, wow, I just had a moment, what? and I love I love horror movies, but I'm really struggling right now to think of which I love more as it comes to horror movies. So, um. No, I, you know, for me, it, it, for it to be a horror movie and be in the category of horror, it was very refreshing. Like, it's something yeah. about it was just, it was very different because it was, I, mm, I don't know. It's, it's a it's horror. To... It's, it's what we, it's what black people go through every single day. Being a black mm-hmm. person in America is horrifying. Right. And then when you are surrounded by white people the way he was when you want to talk about your trauma. You know, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, she was trying to understand to the best of her ability, like, oh, no, she hypnotized you. Like, did she? And it's now, just like, mm, it's not. I felt story. that was not sincere. I did not feel that she yeah. was being sincere. And at that moment, I said, yep, she's in on this shit. She really is in on this because mm-hmm. she was so like, Oh my gosh, she did that. Being now, if okay, so I know about me mm-hmm. and being in a relationship with somebody, and if somebody in your family did something to your partner, you go slam the fuck off, especially if it wasn't warranted. And you, you know what I mean? You like, you really stand up for your boo if something happens. She was just, oh, really? I'm so sorry. No, you're supposed to be checking the fuck out of your family. And so I knew right then I, I really couldn't trust. All my trust went out the window at that at that moment. Like, nah, she's, she yeah. really is in on this shit. It's very valid. I mean, well, duh. I mean, I'm just saying that <laughs> it's, um, you're right. Like, something about that. Okay. <laughs> for me, it just seemed, I don't know, it just was like, you know, this happened to him. He was freaking out, mm-hmm. and he was sweating, and, you know, it was crazy. And you just, you know, like, and it was just like, on the one hand, she wasn't there. So, um, <sighs> wait a minute, did the mother hypnotize the daughter? Or it wasn't no. the Okay, so it's like she's never experienced it, and you're trying to relate to her your experience, and so she's not even thinking it's a big deal. 
Like girls. But see, for me, it is a big deal. And I don't know if I'm speaking from because I understand his point because we're both black. But my thing is like. But that's my point. I know what my mom does for a living, right? I know that she does this for a living. He's not making this shit up because this is what the fuck she does, right? And so I'm pissed now because you done invaded his privacy. You not, Not just his privacy, his body. You assaulted him. So I'm pissed. So at that moment... I would have I would have went downstairs, checked the fuck out of my mama, and then I would have said, "Chris, get your shit. We leaving. If they can't respect you as a human being, we getting the fuck out of here." Her, oh my god, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I can't believe she did that. Oh, like it was so, it was so insincere to me. Like she, she it, just. But it's also the same in in the, in the same vein, like when you come home at night and you've had a long day at work and you want to talk to your spouse and you talk to them about your experiences, you know, will you, you know, if you're with, you know, someone of another race, will they be like, oh, my gosh, everything is in my room. Like, well, maybe, you know, it wasn't what you thought it was. Yeah. Do you need that or do you need someone who understands your pain? Like, he needed somebody to go check them out. I'm like, first and foremost, unhypnotize them. Right. Right now. No, like, right? Gosh. That that part really pissed me off. It it pissed me the fuck, the entire fuck off. And um, I just, I felt, I felt the violation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, what? after that was that the party um yeah so after that so she hypnotized him and then he woke up um the next so he woke up that next day and a little foreshadowing his phone was left off the charger and so but he didn't say anything about it at that point i'm assuming he figured he just didn't girl what is you doing all up in the phone Girl, I'm not even nowhere near the school. All I hear is... So, I'm assuming that when he woke up, he um, he assumed that he just didn't put it back on the charger. Um, mm-hmm. So, he hooked, he hooked it back up or whatever. Uh, and so, then he, um, he goes out shooting um, with his camera. He was shooting pictures or whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. then he comes across the groundsman, the one who was running, and right. um, he um, talks to him. And it's weird. The conversation is weird as fuck because he started yeah. ta- like he started talking about Rose, um, but not in a sense of she's a nice woman uh, or th- you know these people that I've worked I've worked for them for years and they're really nice. They're lovable people. They treat us like family. Mm-hmm. It was more of a more of a sexual side, more of very creepy. I, these are not my thoughts. These thoughts have been planted into me. Mhm, mhm. That's what I got from it. And so, yeah. um, and I think he did too. He because he was creeped out by it. Um, and so he turns around to walk away after the conversation, and he sees um. Georgina in the mirror again and she's shifting her wig or whatever he went to take a picture but she she saw she caught him so he goes um 
what did he do after that? Did he go in the house or did, yeah, he goes in the house to talk to Rose about the groundskeeper. And, you know, he's like, oh, I think he has a little crush on you, whatever. She played it to the left or whatever. Um, and then they go downstairs because everyone has arrived for the party. And I, initially hmm. I was like, what kind of party is this to where everybody shows up at the same time in limos? Like, this is kind of creepy. Also, I noticed that um, they were showing um, different scenes of the property, and they I saw the scene at the gazebo with all the chairs lined up, and I was like, mm-hmm. that looks like a wedding. Like, what, a, what type, of, type of party is this where they have mm-hmm. these chairs and stuff set up like this? But I just, it was just an observation that I made, and I threw it to the back. Um, right. So then everybody came or whatever, and um, he's meeting all the guests. And, of course, being the only black person at a at a party amongst a whole bunch of white people, what do you get? The stereotypical, oh, mm-hmm. I would have voted for Obama, or I like Tiger Woods, he's a great golfer, or um, let's talk about the African-American experience. You know, just <laughs> that typical shit you deal with. Show me how to Dougie type shit. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. stuff that you go through at your job, the microaggressions <laughs> that you have to you know, uh, uh, way through or, or bob and weave through while you're at work. So he's going through all of that, and he comes across, he sees another black guy. This is the same black guy from the very beginning of the movie that got abducted. So when he goes to mm-hmm. talk to this guy, he says, oh, I feel so much better now that you're here. We've all felt that way. And so the guy starts talking, and the conversation is again very, very, very weird. It's very like these are not my thoughts type of person. And then the white mm-hmm. lady walks up, and um, you can tell that she's like trying to cover up something or try to mm-hmm. trying to pass him along real quick so he doesn't reveal too much. And um, I was like, oh, do they go together? Like, what? This is kind of. Was- so that was a lot because one of the things for me, the fact that the party happened and the daughter, mm-hmm. it slipped her mind that it was the annual party that they had every year uh-huh. in honor of her grandparents. Right. It was just That like, doesn't just slip your mind. Mm-hmm. And so when it was time for it, I was just like, all right, like, what's about to happen? Mm-hmm. And it was it was per usual. He was taking pictures. You know, he was using it. You know, also, okay, so, like, this is where I'm going to be hotel adjacent. Okay. I felt like when he was using the camera to, like, focus in on what they were doing, he was using his third eye, my nigger. Oh, I, I feel that, I'm too. Allergic. I feel like... <laughs> I feel no, like I should like you... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you do it like he was using it to fully assess the situation because he was able to look at them without them noticing that he was looking at them. So mm-hmm. they were being more comfortable because he wasn't in their immediate circle at that time. Not to mention it's kinda of like how we've always seen them. Right. You know, we've had an opportunity to watch them like see the whole time they were plotting on him mm-hmm. but also at the same time he's watching them right 
Right. And it's it's it was it's just kind of how it's been playing out, I think. And um, when he met the different groups of people, like when he met the Asian guy. Oh, like that crazy. part where the Asian guy was like, uh, what did he ask him? Like, do you oh, he think... asked about the African American experience mm-hmm. in modern day time. I was like, et tu, Brute? Et tu? So here's my thing. What did you think about the Asian being amongst the whites? Like, in having That's a that model citizen. Bid? You know, they're not they're not black. They're they're so above the us. Model minority. Mhm. Hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're invited to the to the to the to the. What do white people have? They don't have cookouts. What they have? I don't know. Child. The um, bridge. The bridge club. Clambakes, I don't know, girl. <laughs> At a Tupperware party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was invited. Mm-hmm. So Whatever it I is, felt like Jesus, um, right because it's too spicy for them. But I um, it felt <laughs> like they were auditioning him. Every group that he moved to, it felt like a, an audition. Like he was doing exactly. an interview. Yeah, it was, It was mm-hmm. again, creepy. Creepy is the theme. And it's of, like they ask you questions and you just kind of stand there like, why do you even need from? to question me? Like, Right, right. Like, how am I so foreign to you? Like, you just ask. They do just ask you questions. It's like, oh, it sticks so well. Oh, look at look at the dog do the tricks. Oh, he's able to answer my question. Oh, look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it's was just, just like ugh. <laughs> it was very uh. And so, but before he okay, so before he got to the part where um, the Asian guy asked him the question, he had ended over there at the gazebo with the chairs and stuff, and there was a white man sitting down. He was blind. And um, Mm -hmm. he was talking to him, and he was like, yeah, these people just don't get it. They just don't understand that people have real lives outside of here. And so I was like, oh, here's a good white man that gets it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I'm feeling better. Mm-hmm. Like okay, this this is Matthew a good white McConaughey. man. Mm-hmm. Right, right. He I was like he really understands this. And so then he walks after his little conversation. He finds out this man is an artist, or he wanted to be a photographer, but he wasn't good at it. And then um, he ended up owning and he ended up becoming an art dealer and owning owning galleries and then he went blind and so um but he said he's always been a fan of chris's work um and then so then we can fast forward to where the asian man was asking him the question or whatever so when the asian man asked him that question the black guy can what is his name darius from atl yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah. so darius walks I'm over and um, me too. He's the best. Darius walks over and he and Chris goes, "Hey, I." He says, "I can't answer that, but Darius, come over here. You know, these people want to know about how it is to be black. You know, in in these times or whatever." And Darius says, "Oh, you know, life has always been good for me, but you know, I haven't left the house in in any time soon." And while he's talking, Chris is. Or taking, I thought he was recording him, like making a Uh video, but he ended up taking a picture. And so the flash from the from the camera snapped Darius out of his um uh uh uh, what 
his hypnosis, his nose starts bleeding, and then he comes to, and he's like, get out, get out, get out. And I did not take it as him saying, get out, you don't belong here. I took it as, nigga, get the fuck out, because these white people is crazy, is how mm-hmm. I took it. Like, he was warning him, like, some shit is about to go down, get the fuck out. And so... um he got all, you know, they got all up in arms and stuff. And then the white lady went and rehypnotized him again. And the doctor, the the dad, um, is making up a lie, saying the man had epilepsy and that was a seizure. And we know good and goddamn well that was not no seizure. Mm-hmm. It just niggas we got know, epilepsy. We know that. Right. Shit. We know what the fuck that looked like. Like that nigga was not on the floor. He was his muscles was not tensing up. Like that is not what that was. So, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a mental seizure. And that he was, was speaking. Right, right. So, like, mm-hmm. you really think people stupid. So, while they're sitting there, um, you know, the dad is, the dad and the mom are trying to reassure him and, you know, g- get everything back on track. Um, the dad says, let's everyone go play bingo. I'm thinking these fuckers about to go play bingo for real. And then me and my family, we gets down on some bingo. We love bingo. So, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is this is fun. So Rose and Chris, Rose is like, well, um, we're going to go for a walk because Chris still looked like he felt uneasy. So they went for a walk and they're talking. While they're talking, they're playing two scenes at one time and it's Chris and Rose talking. Chris is saying how he wants to go home and he just don't feel good here, whatever. Rose getting all upset and she's, you know, you going to leave me? You just going to leave me here? I would have been like, yep, bitch, either you rolling or you not. And so yeah. while they're talking, I mean, that's just how I am. Yeah. Either I'm, if I'm uncomfortable, if you don't understand the fact that I'm uncomfortable and you make it about you and the fact that I need to, then you're not, you, we're not meant to be together. Because the moment I tell you that I'm uncomfortable, I feel like you need to say, okay, let's go. Let's go right yeah. now. Because All you need right, to put, mm-hmm. we need to put each other's best interest before anything. So mm-hmm. while they're doing that, and she's making it all of it. She's white woman in the situation. Um, they're having a bingo game, but it ain't a bingo game. It's a fucking silent auction. They out here mm-hmm. really selling this nigga. I when I text you, I was like, this is they having a fucking Black Friday auction, like mm-hmm. the whole tap version. Sold. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was so fucking offended. I was like, y'all really out here buying black people? Mm-hmm. Is that ain't it's, some shit? The sad part is that they out here kidnapping niggas when it's real niggas that will probably sign the fuck up for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's but the I digress. <laughs> them black boys who want to be track. white so bad but um so they're um selling him or whatever and um so Chris was like okay you know what I'm sorry let's just stay and so they hug and she was like no let's go home we'll just go home so I'm like okay maybe she's not bad so I'm going back and mm-hmm. forth like okay maybe yeah, it's like, listen listen I, I never fully I went back and forth the whole movie. I never fully said, fuck Yeah. <laughs> I never got to that point. was like, oh, yeah, that's what's, you know, like, this the homie. Like, yeah, I'm fucking no. Right. I'm constantly she back is, and forth with it on her. She is. She Now, she's the epitome of Dark Susan. So, um, mm-hmm. then they go back in the house. The epitome. 
Yes. <laughs> they go back in the house and they're packing their bags and stuff. Okay. So as he's packing, um, he was talking. I want to say he was talking on the phone. Yes, he was talking on the phone with Rod from TSA. And um, he's, you know, he sent Rod the picture of the guy. And Rod's like, oh, we do know him. Like, he used to date such and such. Um, He'd been missing for, like, six months. And Chris was like, nah, but he's different. He's like, Rod's like, yeah, because he's hypnotized. Like, it was, like, not a big – Rod said it so nonchalantly, like, nigga, why don't you already know this? Like, we already talked about this. (laughs) Like, you should not be shocked right now. And um, so then, like, everything just started – I guess Chris started going back over things in his head, and then he was like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here. So he hangs up, and he – Rose comes in, and he's like, you know, let's go, like, right now. Let's let's go. And so – um. He finishes packing. She goes and gets her stuff, and the door is opened again. So in the in the beginning of the movie, when he first got there, when he woke up at night, that door was mm-hmm. open. Yeah. And then, so this is where I put two and two together. So mm-hmm. remember when he woke up and the door was open and his phone was off the charger. Right. And then, mm-hmm. um, it happened again where his phone was off the charger, and then Georgina was like crying but she couldn't really say anything I think that was Georgina's way of getting his attention Georgina, I feel like Georgina left that door open so that he could find that box with all the pictures in it yeah, okay I, for whatever reason I wasn't quite sure what the significance of the door being open was until the second time it was open. But yeah, but because she kept going in, in there to clean up the room. Remember, she was mm-hmm. like, because she's the housekeeper. So mm-hmm. every time his phone was off the charger, it's because she, her story was that she was wiping up the, the nightstand. And oh, so she I'm just right. left it like it was. So I feel like she actually was the one opening up that door so that um, he could see it. So he found the pictures or whatever, and he sees He's going through, and there's tons of pictures, y'all, and it's just pictures of of Rose and black people, black men, mm-hmm. and then he gets to the very last picture, and it's Georgina and Rose. So now he's done. really, I was too. That's I was like, this bitch is out here. Done. Jay, these oh, these these white hoes ain't playing. They never coming after the after the black girls. I was like, no, mm-mm, no, I, she just can't be trusted. So when um, he closed the box up and she's standing there and she's like, okay, I got everything I'm ready to go. He's like, oh, okay, I was just looking for my ca- my camera. So she gives him the camera. He's like, all right, find the keys. So she's pretending like she can't find the keys. And so he was like, well, look, look for him on the way down. So they're walking down. The brother is standing there with, um, what's that? What's that? sport that white people play um lacrosse lacrosse so he's standing there with a lacrosse stick and i'm like okay this nigga is super crazy no one has time for this and i think chris at that point knew what was up too i think he kind of had an idea of what was up so the brother is standing at the door with the lacrosse stick the mom comes out with her little teacup and um, then the dad is standing at the fireplace talking about, 
like what's your motivation or intent for life or some bullshit and just talking crazy and then he's you know chris is telling rose look for the keys like hurry and find those keys and she's still playing and i'm like bitch it don't take forever to find them keys at this point you should have dumped all your shit out your bag if you can't find mm-hmm. your keys so at that moment i knew okay she really is evil this mm-hmm. this solidifies my feelings she's an evil bitch mm-hmm. and so then um Chris realized it too. And so she was like, Oh, they're he- they're right here, but you know I can't give them to you. So that's when he charges he charges the brother, but then the brother like knocked him out or whatever and the mom hit the teacup and he's out. Chris mm-hmm. is out. And they take him into the little room and tie him up or whatever. And um what happened at that point? They tied him up. I feel like something happened while he was in that room. What were they doing while he was in that room? Were they just getting ready for the for the mm-hmm. surgery? So Yeah, that's what I thought and then wait a minute. Didn't they have like so were they talking at the table? I thought he so they he they he they he went into the sunken. Is it called the sunken? He went mm-hmm. into the sunken world and then um they moved him um and then he wakes up. I know they were talking when they moved him, but then mm-hmm. they wait. He wakes up and he's in the room and he's looking at TV at this like old floor model, and mm-hmm. um, it's the grandfather talking about um, basically this program that. But didn't the brother come created. in or the father come in before the team started playing? That's the part I can't remember. Did he come in? I was hoping you remembered because <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. And he like, I feel like there's a up. gap that I'm missing. Oh, shit. I think Either I was way. <laughs> the real, the whole time I was sitting there like, how I know this oh, way no, that's right when now. they started showing rods. And how he was like, yes, oh. my nigga Rod. Okay, I knew something wasn't. <laughs> so Rod, Rod is like, uh, uh-uh, uh, this shit just don't add up. So Rod started doing his Googles because he kept he trying started, to call, and they kept trying. Yeah, to Yeah, he kept trying to call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he the phone wasn't answering. He was like, damn, his phone, you know, must be dead or whatever. But after mm-hmm. two days, he still hadn't come home, and you know, he was there feeding the dog or whatever. So he goes. And um, goes to the police and his cousin mm-hmm. Pam, mm-hmm. and so um, he talking to cousin Pam or whatever about um, you know his friend Chris and how the white people got him and hypnotized him and he might be a slave or a sex slave. Um, and then so she's like looking at him like he's crazy and she calling in two of her other cohorts and they started laughing at him. So he was like, you know what, I'm gonna figure this shit out on my own. And let me tell y'all something. Never underestimate the power of just a a a, a willful black person. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they will find a way to get that shit done. <laughs> <laughs> like he was on it. He was not playing. And so you know mm-hmm. he using Google or whatever. He called a girl, and he called. No, he didn't call the girl. He called Chris's phone. Um, because he's been calling, and Rose picks up the phone. 
And mm-hmm. so he's like, you know, where's Chris? And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. he left in the cab. He was upset, so he left in the cab. So Chris is like, oh, he left. So he was like, hold on, let me put you, hold on a second. And so he places her on mute. And his whole, like, inner outside dialogue is hilarious. And then um, he decides he's going to record her. And so I'm assuming she figured that that's what he was doing, too. And so when he goes to talk to her again, um, he takes her off of mute. And he's like, oh, um, can you tell me what cab company he took? And she's like, oh, I don't know. It Maybe he took an Uber. I'm really confused. Um, and then she says, you know, Rod, stop, stop this. And he's like, what are you talking about? And um, she says, you know, you want me like you, you're only doing this to talk to me. You know, you want to fuck me. And so Rod's like, oh, you're an evil bitch. <laughs> he hangs up on her. <laughs> and he's like, this, he's like, this bitch is crazy. Like she's an evil genius. And so um, that's the last part that we saw a Rod. Like, we didn't see um, anything else. So then it cuts back to Chris in this little room. They got him tied down, and it's in front of the TV, and then it plays the video with the granddad talking about how he created this program. I'm going to call it the Copenhagen program, but I don't think that's what it was called. But um, basically, um, it's he did it. His the, So the granddad, the grandma – the wife and the husband, and then the two kids, Rose and her brother, they're all in this mm-hmm. little group, and basically they just hypnotize niggas, and mm-hmm. um, they switch your brains. And um, so... <laughs> and then, was that, so, wait a minute. That was the part that kind of had me um, just a little confused. Is it, were they okay. switching the brain out? Yes, so the guy who bought um, bought Chris explained it that what they do is that um, it's like a parasite type thing, basically, because mm-hmm. Chris will still be in his body, but as a passenger, mm-hmm. so he can he can see everything that's going on, but he can't make any decisions because he's in the sunken, mm-hmm. and so the guy who who purchased him they took they were going to take his brain out and put it into um uh chris's brain or chris's skull Mm -hmm. basically they just keep the he was saying how they keep the base of the brain or something some Mm -hmm. bullshit and if you notice on georgina and on the groundskeeper they Mm -hmm. and on yeah georgina they had those cuts uh across Mm -hmm. their forehead because i kept saying i kept saying I noticed all these black people got on hats. Like every single mm-hmm. one of them had on a hat and Georgina had on her wig or whatever. I noticed she kept shifting that shit. Um, and I was like, that's, that's weird. Like they all got on hats. Like, cause none of the white people had on hats at all. So when I saw him um, prepping for surgery, I said, Oh, okay. Now everything is like lining up. So and the the guy who purchased them went over the whole process of how they're gonna switch out the brains and stuff. And um, so after that video went off, um, Chris is sitting there. Oh, during that part, right? Okay. Yeah, Chris is sitting there. He's tied up still, but on that chair that he's sitting in is from where a lot of people have been scratching and pulling um, because he's not the first victim. He noticed that Mm -hmm. the cotton 
is coming out the chair. So I was like, mm-hmm. I thought it was something else. I was like, is there a pen? Is he gonna stab his eyes out? Because the guy, the, the mm-hmm. guy who purchased him, was the 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 art dealer that he was talking to at right. the uh, at the party at the party, um, and he's blind. So he was like, mm-hmm. Chris was like, so y'all just do this to all black people? And so the guy was like, hey, don't loop me in with that racist bullshit. I just want your eyes. And so, mm-hmm. um, so you know, and he always admired Chris because Chris was the photographer. And he wanted, you know, mm-hmm. he he loved his. And art I stuff. thought that it was strange that he knew who he was and apparently all about his work. And I was like, I knew, but I, I don't know. Maybe I didn't catch that Chris was um, a well-known photographer. I was just kind of like, oh, really? He knows you? Everything about you? Yeah, because they didn't really strange. play into that. Yeah. And I, and I said that too. I was like, how, like, how does he really, I think the ball was dropped in that because nobody really, we saw pictures, but we didn't see that he was like some big time artist. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't, and I guess he wanted us to infer that, but it's like, I don't, Mm-mm. I don't know. I, I can't really. Eh, I felt, I, I just it. felt like he had a day job still or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he worked at somebody's call center. Like, I don't, yeah. You do this on the side. You be taking pictures at weddings and shit. I, yeah. It just wasn't, I was like, Oh, so he's famous for this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he was like, I admire your eye. Not, but then it dawned on me, like, I think the girl probably sent him the picture because he was like, how did you look at photos if you can't see? And he was like, my assistant, you know, describes uh-huh. them to me in vivid, 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 you know, yep. detail. Detail, yep. And, and I was just kind of like, okay. Right, like, who could have given him, you know, his work and really where did he see it? And you know, I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. and how come he never purchased anything? <laughs> like, if he knew who he were and admired yeah. your work, like, I'm, I'm so, hmm. Like, why you or never maybe, reached out to have him featured in your, in your, um, what's it called? In your gallery. Or if he so, maybe yeah. he submitted his work to a gallery and it wasn't accepted, but he said he wanted his eyes because his oh, sister yeah. described the photo to him, and he was like, I want to be able to see like that. Give me his eyes, and called her yeah. in to hook him. This could just play Maybe. out on so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I wish they had went more into that part, but then it would be a really long movie. But, um, so, <laughs> <laughs> shit, it was almost two hours. I was like, not not mm-hmm. at one point, not because it wasn't good, but because I have a low attention span. So <laughs> then, so we see the cotton. So I'm like, well, okay. So I see him picking at the cotton, but I thought there mm-hmm. was something in the cotton. Like I thought he was gonna like mm-hmm. gouge his eyes out. Like, well, bitch, now both of us can't see. Um, but he didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it cuts to the dad has the um the art dealer guy on the table and he's cutting his brain open, prepping him for surgery, whatever. And then the dad tells the brother to go get Chris. And so the before he goes to get Chris, they play the TV and the um the teacup. So the teacup is what hypnotizes him. He's like, No, 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 don't mm-hmm. do it and then he passes out. He goes into the sunken or so we think. And so the brother mm-hmm. pulls up with the wheelchair and unties him and um turns his back to get something. And that's when you see someone grab these little those little heavy balls that everybody's mama got on their table 
um, those decoration balls. They heavy as fuck. He went he went and grabbed one of those, and he bashes and bashes him in the head, and he falls out. And I'm like, and you better fucking him. hit him again, right? Yeah, and he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get him, get him, because that is what every person yells. Every person, okay, so you know when you see these horror movies with these white ladies in these movies and the guy's chasing him and she get a baseball bat or, or a club or something and she hits the guy <laughs> one time and he passes out and you'd be like, bitch, hit him until he is dead, but they never okay. do. They hit him and then run off. So he when Chris hit him back. the first time, right, when Chris hit him the first time, I was like, you better fucking hit him again. And he did, and the blood was running out. So I was like, okay, she did. This is good, Chris. You did well. And so then he moves on. <laughs> he moves on. And, oh, mind you, there is a, um, there is a, uh, what's that thing called? It's a deer head. Yeah, a deer head, a buck's head. Sitting oh, on the wall. okay. So, um, um, and to me, that was like, oh, everything is, is really coming in to play now with this deer head sitting on the, it just reminded me of, oh, this is, again, this this word deer can be interchangeable for black people or gay people or whatever. And so um, it cuts to them in the surgery room and um, he, the dad comes out because he hears something. Um, so he peeks out the door and here come Chris with the buck's head and stabs him in the stomach with it and the dad dies. So I'm like, How oh. satisfying is that? I was like, this is too good. He didn't even have to fight. Like, this is great. But then I was like, I was so happy. this is too easy. It just felt, I'm like, this can't possibly end this way. This is just way too easy. And so he walks downstairs. He sees a phone sitting on the table. He grabs the phone. But then the mom comes in. She comes into the room. The teacup is on the table, and so they both run to it, and he knocks that shit clean off the table. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, yes. And so he, she goes to stab him, and she stabbed him in his hand, and he did not even wince. He was like, not today, bitch. Y'all not going to kill me. <laughs> not today. I'm going to make okay. it. And so he finally overpowers her, and he kills her, and then – um he goes to leave out the door and the brother pops up. And I'm like, did he kill your ass? Why are you here? And so Hi. they're struggling. He keeps, Chris keeps trying to open the door. And so, oh, so Chris has the, the mom stabbed him in the hand with a letter opener. So he still has that in his hand. And so he grabs that, he has that, and he's trying to open the door. But the brother is like on his back and has him in the chokehold. And um, he keeps trying to open the door. And the conversation, what goes through my mind is the conversation the brother had of um, with jujitsu. You always have to be right. four moves ahead of your of your opponent. And so I'm I'm thinking this is what is going through Chris's head because then again he keeps going for the door and the brother is not like he keeps shutting it with his foot with his leg. And so um, Chris one last time goes to open the door. And I'm thinking that he's thinking he already knows what's going to happen. He's going to go for the door, and the brother's going to close it again. So mm-hmm. and he it happens. He goes for the door. The brother goes to close the door with his with his leg. Chris takes the letter opener and stabs him in the leg with it. And what happens? Mm-hmm. He drops, and then he kills him. He stomps the fuck out of him. Like, he stomped a here. hole in his Boy, ass. I yes. was 
happy. I was like, damn. Yes. And I was <laughs> vocal about it. Like, I didn't care. I was like, kill that white man. Yes. Like, kill his ass. <laughs> kill you can't kill that white man. Kill <laughs> white people. <laughs> <laughs> so he's stopping a hole in his ass, and um, the whack ass sister is sitting upstairs on her bed googling NCAA oh, prospects. Honey, <laughs> probably what white yeah. girls do. Period. I feel like that is what all white girls do. They sit on Facebook and they look for these black boys that they can prey on. I really do feel like white girls are predators. I'm sorry, I said what I said. I'm not sorry, well. actually. I said what I said. And so while she's doing that, that damn house is on fire. The house done caught on fire. So the house is smoking. And she's sitting up in her room. And I said, even she even eats cereal a, a horrible way. She's taking uh, the fruity, the fruit grains, and she bit into it. And I'm like, that is not how you eat cereal, ho. With a <laughs> cup of fucking milk. With a and cup of milk. Bitch. Oh, I was done. I said, Bitch. You can't even eat cereal oh. right. Y'all can't do shit right. Not nothing. That was disgusted. <laughs> disgusted the way she. Oh, offended. Offended I me. Like, oh. I feel like Peel did that on purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he knew that was gonna get on our nerves. So she out there eating, doing her, doing her googles and what have you. And so he runs outside. He hops in the car because he grabs the brother's keys. He hops in the car. He peels off. He hits Georgina. So he stops. And he's like, no, just keep going, just keep going. But then he starts thinking about his mom and how he didn't do anything, you know, when his mom had passed away or whatever. So he gets out, puts Georgina in the car. He's driving off. While he's driving off, Rose comes out. She got a shotgun. And she was shooting. She was like, Grandma. So this tells me. That Georgina is grandma. She they done swapped their brains. So I was like, oh bitch, the grandma is. You say get him, grandma. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. And so Georgina comes <clears throat> to, and she's like, I don't know what the fuck she said, but it was it was creepy. And so I thought she said, get the fuck out of my house. Something like that. It was something weird. And so she tries to take the steering wheel, and they end up crashing into a tree. And then um, Rose Rose comes with the shotgun, and then um, the groundskeeper comes up, and um, he it, Rose tells the groundskeeper to kill him or whatever. And so um, uh, Chris takes out the phone that he grabbed off the table and he takes a picture. And what happens, the flash goes off and the groundskeeper comes too. He loses his hypnosis. And so he turns to Rose and he says, give me the gun. So he takes the mm-hmm. gun um, and he shoots Rose in the stomach. And then he turns the gun on himself. And this is why wow. I didn't understand. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I do understand because you're not really yourself. Um, you know, I guess you you're aware. Not, I guess he is aware that that's not his brain. That's the grandfather's brain. So there's no going back to the old way of life. So I guess I get it. But I was hurt by the fact that he killed himself. Um, and so, um, 
Rose is not all the way dead. She's trying to get the gun, and then Chris hops on top of her, and he starts strangling her. And this bitch started smiling, and I didn't know how to take that. I didn't know, like, I didn't know if going through her mind, she's like, oh, he's going to kill me, and so the police are going to arrest him type of thing, and so he'll end up in trouble anyway, or was it she just Or if she was trying to still, you know, stop him from killing her by, you know, smiling at him, like. Yeah, because then she did start saying, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, and then he stopped. He stopped Mm -hmm. strangling her. And then the police show up. We thought the police showed up. But y'all know who it was. It was motherfucking Rod. My nigga pulls up and he gets in the car. Now, me and the black boy in there, when Chris gets in the car and Rod is looking at him, me and the black boy instantly die laughing because we already know what he's about to say. And so... Right. And Rod was like... But, nigga, I told you. (laughs) Like, I told you this was going to happen. Leaving white people alone or whatever. And so Chris asked, like, how did you find me? And Rob was like, I'm T.S. motherfucking A. What you mean? Consider it done. And then they drive off. Yeah. (laughs) And so they get the fuck out of there. And that's how it ended. And it was very satisfying. Very. It was very satisfying because I was glad that every he killed all of them motherfuckers dead, dead, dead. Yes. They all died. <laughs> I I, but I did feel, I was, while I was satisfied with that, I was I was upset with two things. One, that, that the groundskeeper killed himself because I was like, damn, we almost won a whole movie without a black guy being killed. Um, also, too, I was like, what about Darius? Like, he just stuck with that white lady. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, who, I, who knows? Who knows? The reality is, is that he, okay, so here's the thing. Not the reality is, what the fuck? <laughs> How is it that they still needed to be hypnotized? What does it say about our spirits? Because you mean you it can't be broken. You took our brains, you took his brain out and put it in mine, which mm-hmm. seems to be like what they wanted to do or try to do. And mm-hmm. um, it's like, no, there's, God, it was just so many fucking it's like um, no breaking. It's basically no getting to us. It's like nothing. Right. You still got to find a way to try to lessen us, to overpower mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. It just, it, I think that you know, seeing that with Darius and then seeing it, you know, with the flash happening with the gardener and all the other kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it's, it just, wow. It just, wow. I, that was, to me, was, it's so original. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's really, it, it's so original that it just, at this point, it's just like all the stuff is just like, but it's it's not original because it's just a regular everyday thing. Right. 
Like it it was um and maybe the hypnosis what was what would the hypnosis symbolize? I think it symbolizes like, okay. What would it symbolize? Like you are It's just the mind fuckery that we constantly go through with white people. That's how I took it. You know, they're always playing mind tricks with us. They're always making us mm-hmm. feel like right. um, we're making it up or we're making it a bigger deal. Or you second you guess yourself. Race? Right. You know, you start, mm-hmm. when it comes to work, you start, you know, you do all the work, they take the credit for it. And, you know, it's just these little mind fucks that they pull on you every single day. Right. All right. That's what I got and, out of the hypnotism or hypnosis. Yeah, because... My thing was just like, okay, that's how they were using it. But so, I mean, is it that cliche to say, okay, they used a white woman to trap a black man to then be experimented on? But ain't that always the case, though? It's always the case. I can't think of a time where it wasn't. Because to me, we've talked about this, how, you know, white white men want to be, or black men want to be white men so bad. And they put mm-hmm. these white people on a pedestal and right. not all of them, I'm a hashtag not all of them, but <laughs> the ones that I have seen in it, because don't write me talking about not all, I don't want to hear. So, you know, some of them, they think once they get this white woman, they've ultimately hit the jackpot they succeeded they have surpassed the black experience talk about it talk about and it just be getting you caught up <laughs> because um it's true in the sense that a lot of guys think that once they reach a certain status you know that is what you're supposed to do, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, a requirement to have entree into, you know, like that world where this mm-hmm. is how you are free. You know, you're you're free, but it's like you're not free because you just totally change everything that, that right. you are. So, interestingly enough, I think the white woman who Darius was with, I think they put her husband's brain in his body. But oh, that also, makes sense. But could it also not only be that you know they were doing that, but also this is what happens when you're black and you give away your soul. Hmm. The supremacy, like you know what I mean? Because you know, think yeah. about how he was talking. He was talking right. Like, oh, His I was like, wait, the whole thing <laughs> was different. Even with the groundskeeper, like it was. And I hate this, but there's no other way to talk it. There's no other way to explain it. He was talking white. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I hate to say it because there's I, I, that's the only way I can explain it to where other people can understand what I'm talking about. Like, he went from speaking like us to basically he codes. He just went to his permanent code switch. Right, right, and it. it there's so many layers to that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. I, I can't it's unpack just, it all. 
and the more you talk about it, the more things come up. And you're like, damn, I didn't even see that part, or I, I didn't get that. You know what I mean? Like, it's I just, it just, I just, it just like you could really take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> amazing. Really it is it's because really I mean, even. Way. Right, because even though our even all of our experiences may be different, you know, it's all that common thread of it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And someone said that the racism was the monster in this movie. Yeah, and it, it, it's I thought it brought out a fascination of a certain group of people who want to be black people who want to be white, you know, with internalized yeah. hate. And then also yeah. white people's fascination with black people and black culture. With black people, right, right. And, yeah. It was definitely, it was, it's a lot. It's like they've and come I, to I, harvest, now they're harvesting our bodies again, but again. for this updated, <laughs> you know, plot. Mm-hmm. Like they're harvesting us <laughs> so they yeah. can extend their lives. Like it, it's, you know, it just was. It was yeah. I, I was talking to, um, so I read some articles and people were saying how, oh, this was made, this movie was made for black people, wasn't made for white people, although Peel made it, he he said his intention was for white people, um, and black people were saying that that's, it wasn't, it was for black people because it spoke to black people. But I was speaking to um my a friend of mine today and she's white and we were talking about the movie and she saw it and she said I said this movie isn't you know it it's not for white people because you know this is what we go through every single day you can't understand what we go through and she said well she said you're right on that part but she said what this movie did do to me was it made me check myself and the things that they were saying I thought in my head, had I ever said this, I probably did. That's fucked up. Don't say this shit again. She said the movie made her check herself. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that's a good thing then. Like, I, I, to me, that's a plus one. Well, I think that she, well, is your friend relatively woke already? For a white girl, yes. For Before the movie? Yes. Right, yeah, that's why it's like, okay, no, no, that's not a plus one because she went well, into yeah, it. yeah, because she already she, knew. Right, she was already open to learning. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And they're, they're, so, no, unfortunately, there are the people who are now saying this movie's racist. Yeah, I told her that too. So, yeah, so Jim Bob from the Trailer Park's not going to see that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to catch it. They're like, oh, they mm-hmm. they really look at it as, oh gosh, they hypnotized and just, you know, tried to kill him. <laughs> yeah, they see it surface level. You're right. Yeah, and you're not like it's wrong to show white people in, you know, to portray white people in a bad light. You see, they can only yeah. digest this if there's a white savior. But see, there was no white savior at the time. It was mm-hmm. the nigga Rod. Because we played somewhere and nigga showed up. Yeah. When that nigga showed up. Honey, I was like, yo, nigga, got your yes. back. Yes, Everybody your boys will always come through. <laughs> like, come on now. God, listen, your nigga will be there for you. Okay. <laughs> that was some clutch and shit. Because when I saw them lights and that little cruiser mm-hmm. um, front, front, I was like, oh, shit. Because I thought oh, it was the cops, and I was like, Fuck, man, he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail for killing all these white people. And, but then, 
Right. But then when that door swung open and it's the airport, I knew that was my nigga Rod. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been so happy I want to see, see more of him I want to see more of him in more films Because mm-hmm. he looked like a fat Hannibal Burris He probably better than him no. You said what? He's <laughs> probably better than him Anyway never mind. Um, <laughs> I've never met him I don't know him I don't know him Oh you don't know who Hannibal um, Burris is? I know who he is uh, I literally feel like I have I legit have no reason to dislike him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know him personally. Gotcha. Um, no, but it it just all of it, everything about it was so just. I was very satisfied, very therapeutic, mm-hmm. and 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 I think yeah, it, it's true. You know, if you're open to learning, you want to learn because this is a good guide for you to kind of check yourself for microaggressions and macroaggressions mm-hmm. and how you mm-hmm. violate people's spaces and how it really feels because the reality is, you know, it's very simple. If someone did it to you, you wouldn't fucking like it. Right. And, don't pet me. You know, don't, you know what I mean? Don't touch me. Don't ask me. Oh, because why people do not person. like to be touched by black people? We don't. If you try to touch one of them, they will freeze or they will be like, oh my God. Like they mm-hmm. really act like, you know, it's something, but they have no problem touching. It's just, it's just weird <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Like you don't want me to touch you, but you have no problem just putting your hands all over me. Like, right, because they think we're yeah. fucking petting you. But it just, it, <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, yeah, there, I think this movie was, it could have been for white people, but it's too sophisticated. It could be used as an educational tool. I would stand by this movie being shown in colleges and they're, they're, them building a course around this movie saying, hey, you see this, don't do that. This is the shit you shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing. I could see that. I hope this happens. If you can make a class out of Beyonce's Lemonade, you can make a class out of Get Out. It's possible. They do need to do that. And a whole curriculum. And then yes. you dissect it, you know, the microaggressions and how they play out. And then mm-hmm. do case studies and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, and talk about how, you know, like, what the trauma it is to be black in those all white spaces. Mm hmm. It's, it's traumatic. It is. It's very it's, traumatic. Mm-hmm. Every day Girl, I want to drink when I get home. I just was like, wow. Like I was honestly, I was just happy with the ending. Yeah, that's it. I was just happy with the ending. Like it just because it didn't yeah. dick around. It was like nope. he got it. He, he got what he needed to get, and and that was that. Yeah, it did. They did good. I was reading the article. They said something about gay people in the article, but I didn't see any gay people in the show or in the movie. Was there? Who was gay? That's what I didn't see. Okay, I'm gonna have to reread that article because I'm like, okay, where are the gay people at? What did they say? That they said something about how um, Peel had to be careful portraying gay people in um in the movie i have to go back and read it because i just i'll go back and read it because i don't i need to know what they're i need to fully understand what they're talking about because i ain't even see oh, gay I, people i know i'm high but it wasn't 
that long ago that I saw this. I shouldn't even call if I saw it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I definitely enjoyed so, it. I think everyone should go see it. Absolutely. Highly recommend it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, really, really good. And then maybe you know there will be, as you're saying, you know, someone to do dissertation on, and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know it's gonna happen. You know it's going They're to going happen. To a get out syllabus like lemonade. <laughs> yes, it's happening as we speak. Watch. It's, oh it's gosh. Wild. The spook who sat beside the door, <laughs> monster, and uh, what yes. other movie uh, book do niggas got to read? Kenyatta, shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to work. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, that'll be good. I'm though. okay with that, though. Do it. So, that's all I have for it. Y'all niggas need to go see it. Yeah, yeah, it was good. I'm telling you what now. I definitely will watch it again. I may or yeah. may not watch the bootleg, depends on how I feel. Lord. But um, y'all get your asses up and go to the movie theater and go see this. Yes, definitely pay first. Get the man some money. Because they say black people don't go to the movies, so. Lies. Um, I'm really right. enjoying going to the movies and turning on my TV and seeing not only and black faces, black but black faces telling a story that was written right. by people that look like me and actually experienced exactly. it. So that the now and now, I do feel like I'm a part of these narratives and I have some representation. Right. Some it's something that I want, you know. Right. Like, I just don't want to see black people, and no offense to Tyler Perry, because I like Tyler Perry, but I don't want to just see us in Tyler Perry films. I don't want to see us just playing that same old slave narrative. I'm good on the slave movies. I know a lot of y'all are not. Y'all still want to see it and that you you have your right to do so. I'm just tired of seeing that. I want to see us in other things. I want to see us in more rom-coms. I want to see us in horror films. Like, I I just, I want that because we don't always have to play the slave. Like that movie they have coming out now with, um, Jada and Queen Latifah and Regina yes, and yes, all yes, them. Yes, yes, yes. I was like, this is this is like Hangover for Black people. I want to see this for Black women, honey. Yes. So I I'm glad they they it. see that we're out here. They they're making shit happen for. I think you know what it was. They fucking created uh, Luke Cage and shut down Netflix. And <laughs> everybody's like, oh, let's make some fucking black ass movies now. <laughs> Tell you I think they really see that we're out here supporting stuff that looks like us. Absolutely. And I want to see, you know, more of us getting the opportunities so that they can reap the benefit of mm-hmm. it. You yes. know, by, you know, being, you know, we can have another Shondaland, honey. Yes. Like, we can get it popping yes. out here. And I'm here for all the women who are currently acting like Viola Davis is producing, you know, the episodes. Well, we we kind of do have another Shonda Land if you wanna if you wanna count Issa because Issa's out here doing good oh. shit. True, true, true. And, and she, she put in all, all her people. Mhm. Yeah, she has plenty. Yeah, she's got a lot of content, and mm-hmm. it, it's. 
I think it's it's wonderful. I want to see more of that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I just I just do, and 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 I. It's, it's just been a long time coming, and I think it's time yeah. for it to start spreading out in other areas too. Yeah, you know yeah. we can really we know we can put our mind to it and do anything. Time we just start doing it for ourselves. Right. What we want to see. Oh, it's yeah. happening. It's definitely happening. So. Awesome. It was great. So that's all I have. Y'all go see that shit. It's mm-hmm. real good. Pay your money. <laughs> Pay your fail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pay it. Uh, so yeah, that's um, that's it for me. All right. Well, I'm gonna go to bed then, girl, cause it's late, and mm-hmm. I got work in the morning. All right, my niggas. All right. <laughs> I'll add me later, okay? All right, right, bye. Bye Bye-bye.